The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Dr. John Kleinig tells a story about how he overheard two pastors begrudging a local church that had thousands of people who come on a Sunday morning. And then they said it would take a miracle, or it would be a miracle, if they even had hundreds come to their church. Well, Dr. Kleinig interrupted them and said that the miracle wasn't in that this church down the street had thousands of people show up. But the miracle was that even one person showed up for church on Sunday. The reason why it was a miracle for even one person to show up is because it's only by the grace of God that we're here this morning. Without the power of the Holy Spirit moving us to come here, there probably a lot of other places we could be on a very nice August morning than here. You see, these pastors took for granted that people would show up to church and they begrudged that there wasn't enough. But it was actually in the thing they took for granted that the most miraculous thing existed. Now, there are many miraculous things that happen in today's gospel reading. Jesus and Peter walking on the water, the winds ceasing immediately as Jesus gets into the boat. But I think the most miraculous thing is in fact one that we take for granted. It's at the very end of the gospel reading, in verse 33. It says, And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. The most miraculous thing in this reading is that Jesus was worshipped as the Son of God. Now that might not sound that 
very miraculous because Jesus as the Son of God is one of the basic dogmas of Christianity. Something that we confess every time we get together in the Nicene Creed. And since it's one of the most basic dogmas, it's easy to take for granted. But it's in fact miraculous. It actually all starts way back in Matthew chapter 1, when the angel visits Joseph. And we find out that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. From the first day, Jesus called the disciples to follow him to today's reading in chapter 14. Jesus is always with them. But it wasn't until the storm that they realized how miraculous his presence was for them. Rather than God being far away, Jesus is God present with them. Which means, then, if God is present with them, they could take heart and not be afraid about life, about suffering, or about death. Set free from fear and given courage for living, the proper response, then, was to go to church to worship Christ as the Son of God. The most miraculous things are, in fact, many things that we take for granted, like the sun, or family, or church. Unfortunately, the only way we, or one of the main reasons, or ways we see these as miraculous gifts of God is when we go without them. It's not until an Arctic winter, going through experiencing an Arctic winter, that you really celebrate the sun. And it's not until you experience a broken family that you work very hard to have a loving one. And it's not until you experience an unhealthy church that you cherish a healthy church. And it's not until you experience the seemingly absence of God that you worship the present one. The most miraculous thing for the twelve disciples is that God is with them no matter what. And in today's gospel reading, that means that Jesus keeps coming to them no matter what. He keeps coming to them to be with them because he is Emmanuel. The first time Jesus comes to them was when he was walking along the shore of Galilee, calling them to follow him. And this time, Jesus is walking on the Sea of Galilee, calling them to take heart and have no fear. In each circumstance, it's miraculous. Jesus calls them to follow him because of grace. And Jesus comes to them because of grace. The first time he calls them results in them following him, and this time, the second time, results in them worshiping him, which is the culmination of following Jesus. Of course, this now applies to you, too. The most miraculous thing for you is that Jesus keeps coming to you, and he keeps coming to you precisely right here in the divine service. 
He keeps coming to you in spite of all your sins, in spite of all your fears, in spite of all your doubts. Jesus keeps coming to you. He first comes to you in the waters of holy baptism. And then he comes to you like the disciples. He comes to you with a word, a word of salvation. Like he said, cheer up. God's here. Do not be afraid. Meaning, God is here to save you. And just like the disciples, he's not here like a ghost, but he's here with his flesh and blood in the Lord's Supper. And like to Peter, he also says to you, come. This means then one of the most miraculous things in your life is in fact church. Because this is where Jesus keeps coming to you in his word and sacrament. No matter what kind of storms are in your life, no matter what kind of sins you've committed, the church is always here as the means in which Jesus is going to forgive you and bid you to come to him. It's the place where Jesus keeps coming to you. Jesus' word reminds you then that there's joy in his presence. We can cheer up because he's here. And we don't have to be afraid because he's not a ghost. He's here in his flesh and blood and he's here to save you, to forgive you, to restore you, to give you a life to live. While many of us, unfortunately, take church for granted, it turns out that Jesus keeps using church in the most miraculous ways. Jesus keeps coming to us through his word and sacrament, and he keeps bidding us to come to him. And even though as we approach him, just like Peter, we fall, or we stumble, we sin. Because God, Jesus is God with us, Jesus keeps coming to us, reaching out his hand to grab us, to restore us, to bring us back into the boat, which is the church. He brings us back here so that we may worship him as who he is as the true Son of God, who is with us even to the end of the age. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.